Money Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, hello again. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Don McDonald. Thanks for listening. Glad you're there. We're going to try and help each other. Well, actually, I'm going to try and help you. You might help other people. As a matter of fact, in today's episode, we have a very long money question actually submitted in three questions. It's three separate questions, but it's from the same guy. So we'll just get all of those out of the way and some technical assistance with the podcast. So it's all about helping all over the place if we can. Remember, you can send questions to the podcast at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just use the contact link so you can type them out. Or you can call them in at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Just leave your question and I'll answer it in a future podcast. Got it? Okay. Um, and also, just a quick programming note, there won't be a live call-in session because we won't be doing our live Seattle-based show this coming Saturday. The What is this coming Saturday? Let me pull up my calendar here. I think it's the 18th or 19th. 18th. There will not be a show on the 18th because we are preempted for a basketball game this time. Can't you play basketball at night? Come on. 855-935-TALK, though, is a number that will get your question to us so we can answer them in podcasts, which means we're going to, the podcast next week will just be podcast podcasts. I think I've covered everything. Thanks for listening. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut the question, the written question, into two parts. Because the two first two parts kind of go together. Then we'll break that up with a call. And then we'll do the third part, which is portfolio-oriented. So um, I think some of this will be helpful for you, though. So let's start with the first. All of these come from Ohio. We're a listener in Ohio. And he starts by saying, thank you for everything you do. My question is regarding a Roth 401k. Me and my wife maximize our retirement accounts, backdoor Roth and HSA every year. Recently, I changed employers, and my new employer is offering a Roth 401k option along with a traditional 401k. Since our tax bracket, this is important, since our tax bracket does not change and come below the highest bracket confirmed with our CPA, who suggested Roth 401k contribution, in spite of maximum traditional 401k contributions, should I do the Roth IRA instead of the traditional 401k with my new employer? My wife does not have a Roth 401k with her employer, so she would continue contributing to the traditional 401k, which is a, 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 a pre-tax 401k. That's the traditional kind where you do get a tax deduction for contributions. Uh, would greatly appreciate your input, uh, along with what I already got from my CPA. All funds are with Vanguard, Yahoo, uh, for my retirement accounts with my new employer. Thanks again. All right, here we go. Uh, the Roth 401k is, this is for clarification for everyone else, you do not get a tax deduction for putting money in a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA. But what you do get in exchange is a lifetime of tax-free growth. And Santosh, for someone in your bracket, you're in a very high bracket, That and you're a saver and an investor, that tax-free income down the road, that tax-free withdrawal ability is going to be a 
godsend when you're paying all of these taxes and taking these RMDs from the traditional 401ks uh, or IRAs or whatever you have. So I am with your CPA. Absolutely do the Roth 401k contributions. As a matter of fact, since you said it doesn't affect your tax bracket, so there's not a big gain for you either way, uh, except that you don't pay taxes on the, uh, you know, if you put it into the traditional, you'd get a tax break currently. Again, if you're a saver and an investor, even for your wife, if she ever gets a, access to a Roth, I might be tempted to split hers up or even go all Roth only again because you're going to still be in a high tax bracket at retirement and that's the time when you need to have as much in your pocket as possible for most people now let's go to your second question which was about an hsa which is similar my wife contributes the 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 family limit to the h to her hsa every year through her employer at my new employer i get an hsa too but I've been informed that I cannot contribute to the HSA as my wife contributes to the family limit through her employer. And they're right. But even though I am not contributing to the HSA, my employer has been contributing to the HSA plan at my due job. I wanted to know how the IRS would react to that and what are the consequences of the same. Well, it is my understanding that it doesn't matter, and I'm pretty confident of this, doesn't matter who makes the the excess HSA contribution, be it you or your employer, it is still an excess contribution. And the the, the max, uh, I believe, is 71. I think for 2020, it's $7,100. Pretty sure. Um, So any monies that exceed that could cause you to face not only taxation on the amount, but a 6% penalty called an excise tax. So your employer needs to take back those excess contributions, and they can do that. It is allowed. They may not like doing it, but they certainly can do it, and you don't want an extra 6% tax. So have them take that back before you file your return. Do not file your return until they take it back. Now we'll take our technical support question. It's a called-in one. To 855-935-TALK, by the way, 855-935-8255. Hey, John, uh, this is Pete from Sunny Vegas. I've called you in the past a few times. Uh, I'm, I'm having difficulty basically downloading the show from the TalkingRealMoney.com site. I'm on the page on the top left that says Talking Real Money. I go to podcast. Uh, the first podcast is Global Real Investing Advice. Everything I click onto, I cannot figure out how to download it. Uh, I know people use streaming, but I kind of download things on the computer and I listen to them at my convenience. Uh, again, maybe you could give me a step by step on how it works if you want to use this on. Uh, on the shows, I guarantee there's other people that simply cannot download it from your website. Uh, for example, uh, if you go to your friend Paul Merriman's site, uh, he has a he has a little thing on the bottom where you right click on this thing and it downloads that show. Uh, either you don't have it or I just don't understand it. Uh, we use a company called Simplecast to host our podcasts, and, and I like them a lot. Uh, generally, but this is one of the things I don't like about them. 
for some reason, they seem to have made their web player really difficult to to work with if you want to download. It is not intuitive. Now, there, there used to be a download button, but they took it away, and, and others have it. I don't understand why these guys don't. I've bugged them about it. I've even thought about switching, but that's a lot of work when you have hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. You know, it's like an inertia problem or something. I just have, we have a lot of inertia. Uh, it's hard to stop that inertia. But here's how you do it. You can do it. Now, this is only for downloading at the Talking Real Money website. If you want to download at Apple Podcasts, there's actually a download button there. But if you want to download it from our website, from TalkingRealMoney.com, you bring up the podcast you're interested in, okay? You'll see the player with the waveform and the play button and all of that. Over in the lower right, you'll see two buttons. Now, this is not intuitive. This is a dumb place to put it. It's in the gray area there. Down at the lower right of the player, there's a button that says share. Click on that. Then right there, you can share it or you can download an MP3 right there. And then you can take that MP3 with you, put it on any device you want, and go from there. So there you have it. That's how it's done. Thanks for the call. And you can call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And now on to Santosh's last question from Ohio. All right, here we go. Thanks very much for all you've been doing. You're welcome. Much appreciated our pleasure. I wanted to see if you can assess my fund allocations in different accounts and give your opinion of what you think. Is there anything I need to change or just contribute what I've been doing? I believe in buying and holding low-cost index funds, especially at Vanguard for long term. I'm 38. Oh, Santosh, you're young and you're making a lot of money. I'm 38, so I will be holding off my holding off my retirement funds. Oh, I lost my place there for more than 20 years. And the brokerage account, I would want to hold at least 15 to 20 years and more if even possible. So here we have it. My 401k. V-S-F. No, <laughs> I have trouble with letters. V-S-X-F-X. V-S-X-F-S is... I don't even know why I said that right. This is the Vanguard 2065 target date fund. So that that's fine. That's fine. DFFVX. I'm just going to give the names. The uh, the DFA uh, value, it's a DFA target value fund. And so that's 60-40 between the target 2065 and the value, which is a overweighting value, which we're good with. Wife's 401k is, um, let's see, the same target 2065 fund, okay, which makes sense again, and Fidelity Small Cap Index Fund. Okay, I see where you're going with all this. we got value. Now we're getting a little small cap value tilt. Then in your backdoor Roths, which I assume are going to be smaller. You didn't tell me how much is in there, but... It, it, they're smaller. The backdoor Roth is a uh, VGSLX, which is a Vanguard real estate. And the spouse's backdoor Roth is FSRNX, which is a Fidelity real estate. So you got your real estate. Then in your brokerage account, you have Vanguard total stock index for a little over 50%. Then you have Vanguard small value, Vanguard small growth, Vanguard total international, 
and Vanguard uh, XUS, or International Small Caps. Is it bad to allocate entire backdoor Roth to a REIT index? No. No. I do listen to Paul Merriman. I knew that. I could tell. And hence do lean towards small cap. Please note the percentage allocation, which I have mentioned in parentheses, is for each specific account and not for my entire portfolio. Right. Okay, I got that. I just want to confirm and make sure that the above funds are good funds to hold for the long term. My overall portfolio allocation is U.S. 68%. No, I don't think that's right. Wait a minute. Is the Wait a minute. Maybe that's the... Uh, I got to look up VTSAX again. Maybe I have that wrong. SAX. Vanguard total stock market. Okay, not total global. You're right then. Uh, I just wrote it down wrong. I put total stock and I assume total stock global. That is total stock U.S. So you're right. You do have a very large U.S. allocation at 61%. International 17. Bonds at 5, which is totally fine for your age. Real estate at 10 Eh, a little on the high side, in my opinion. Here's what I would gradually do, because your allocation in the U.S. has probably grown dramatically. And you said earlier, you buy and you hold, but you've got to buy, hold, and rebalance. And it doesn't look like you're doing a lot of rebalancing. I believe it is important to get your balance between U.S., and international, including both the international uh, broad fund and the small cap, closer to 50-50, or actually 55-45 is probably about right. So you need to sell some of those winners in the U.S. and buy some of those losers overseas. I also believe you may have just a little too much in real estate, but that's not a big concern. That's it's not overweighted by any stretch of the imagination. So the only thing I would do at this point, Santosh, is rebalance. You need to do that about every year. You could do it more often if you want, but there really hasn't been a lot of evidence that that benefits much. So get your, your U.S. proportion down. You need to do that. Don't try to time the market. Pick a date when you're going to do this every year and do it every year and try to stick with that 50-50 mix between U.S. and international, or in this case, right now, the current markets are 55 U.S., 45 international. That's it. Thanks for all your notes. Thank you so much for listening, both to us and to Paul Merriman, because between the two of us, or three of us, you're getting some darn good advice, and you're going to do really well in retirement, I believe. Thank you. Take care. If any of you want to give us a call, the number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can also send in questions, just like Santosh did, by going to TalkingRealMoney.com and hitting the contact link there and sending in your note. Type it up. Send it over. Tell your friends. Subscribe to the podcast. If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those, just subscribe. And it, it, it actually helps build the audience. We would really appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. 
We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.